going live once again this morning. Uh, today is the 24th, uh, no, the 22nd, January 22nd. And uh, get my little recorders working here. And I think we're ready. We're back for the attack. And this is actually going to be ministry miscellaneous once again, but this is going to be part two. I'll make sure I'm live and make sure that my camcorder is working. Yes, all right. So, one of the first things we need to remind ourselves regarding ministry miscellaneous, ministry, the ministry, when we begin in the ministry or when we begin in our calling, uh, the Lord has entrusted us with is to never despise the days of small beginning. We have all heard that. And it's true. There's a lot of truth to that which has to do with building a proper foundation with his, which is key to all proper growth. you got to get the foundation right so that you can grow right. That's in everything, in the natural and spiritual. So let's look at uh, Zechariah 4.10. For who has despised the days of small things, I put in brackets, beginnings, for these seven rejoice to see the thumb, the plumb line in the hand as a rubble, in the hand of Zerubbabel, they are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth, which reminds me actually of Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4, which the Lord had given me years ago. Uh, then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that you may run and uh, you may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak and it will not lie, though it tarries, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Uh, for behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. So if you're going to see, alright, any true vision, this is my note here, any true vision from the Lord will demand that you walk by faith. Oh boy, oh boy and not by sight, since he is the performer of the vision, according to Jeremiah 1.12. Then said the Lord to me, to Jeremiah, You have seen well, for I, God, is alert and active, watching sleepless, the Hebrew, over his word, or his vision, or the promise, to perform it. Alright? So you got to get ready. For the vision, you got to get ready for the calling. The Lord told me years ago, I'm preparing you, I'm making you fit for the harvest, and I'm preparing you for controversy. See, making you fit, preparing, I'm preparing you. They're synonymous, all right? Preparation time, all right? Don't waste your preparation time. A lot of people are wasting their preparation time. God will never open up the doors because you're not getting ready, or you're not getting ready the way He wants you to get ready. And a big part for me, and this is not just for me, is a lot of fasting. Uh-oh. Alright. So spending much time in prayer, as well as in the Word, in the privacy of your own home, or even going for prayer walks. I love going for prayer walks. As well as corporately uh, praying, and even going for prayer walks, two or three or four people together, whatever, is key to building unity with those God has called you to work with. Yes. Uh, even when it comes to praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. This is key. This is big time uh, for your preparation. First uh, Corinthians fourteen two to four. You can do this all on your own. Absolutely, I do most of it on my own. 
as well as together since it is it is another key in building strong uni building unity among one another building and developing a strong sense of trust and unity teamwork yes and dependency upon each other as well as upon the spirit most importantly who dwells within each one of us 1 Corinthians 1:10 is a great verse but I urge and entreat you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in perfect harmony and full agreement in what you say, and that there be no dissensions or factions or divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united. Whoa! Perfectly united in your common understanding and in your opinions and judgment. Wow! This is what we need in the church, but it's got to be according to the will of God, too. There's, a lot, there's unity in the church. There is. But it's not the unity that the Lord is looking for, because they all come in agreement uh, with their pet doctrines, their false doctrine. All right? That's not unity. That's not the unity the Lord's looking for. So note here, remember the old saying, a family that prays together stays together. And once we are born of God, we're all part of the same family. So we need to learn how to pray together. And that's one of the things that I started teaching uh, not too long after I, I, be, I got into the ministry, stuff like that. I began to, to do some teaching with the people I was surrounded with, how to pray together, you know, how to get together praying according to the will of God, praying like-minded prayers according to the Word, different things like that. Very important. Also, when beginning to work together, it is extremely important that there is much room and time for questions, yes, to be asked with the right answers to be given in order to clarify things that were said during a meeting. You're always going to have meetings. I'm not talking about meetings like conference. I'm talking about meetings within the people that you're working together with. Of course, you got to meet together and discuss things, pray together, in order to make sure that every member is on the same page. Much room for comments as well, since all of this is a time of learning, which includes making mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes because of the soul, uh, the sense man. Uh, therefore, if you have a question or a comment or even a disagreement, absolutely, every member needs to feel free to share it in a respectful manner, not in combative manner, so that the rest of the group can not only benefit from it, but be edified by it. You know, you've got to, you're going to have people working with you, and they're just going to may have some disagreements, and you have to explain a little bit what you meant, different things like that, and then they may go, oh, is that what you're talking about? Or they may totally disagree with you, and you're going to have to work out your differences, or somebody's going to have to go. Somebody's going to have to leave. All right? You know, when God brings people together, it doesn't mean it's, oh, it's all going to work out perfectly. No, 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 no. I've learned the hard way. Even marriage. You know, God brings two people together. Trust me, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to work at it. All right? So, I wrote here, all growth, growth is a process because of how the human body works. Yes? And the human soul, the mind, the psyche functions. Right. Absolutely. Moving on too quickly should be discouraged since every person processes information in different ways. Yes. We need to eliminate all confusion and misunderstanding as much as possible. Ask the question or make and share the proper comments when they arise inside of you. Meaning, don't wait till later on or you can write them down. 
write them down and announce them later on. I also just suggest that you record every meeting with a mini recorder. I have one of these with me all the time. I think I've got four of these and I can use also my phone. Uh, you can record. You can record on your phone. Most phones have a recorder on there. You should record the meetings, absolutely. And you can go back to it, listen to it later on. And uh, sometimes we say things that we forgot or we didn't, we didn't mean to say. It's called a misspeak. Different things like that. If there's anyone that has a hard time in comprehending some of the things that are being said, especially if you have newer believers, absolutely, it would be good and beneficial to set some time aside of the meeting to meet with the leaders so that they could do a review of some of the things that were said but not quite understood. You know, okay, I know what you said, but what did you mean? It's the same thing with the Word. The Word says this, but what does it mean? A lot of times it's not what we think it meant. What did mean? What did God mean by that? You know, we hear that all the time in conversation. Well, what did He mean by that? What did you mean by that? You said this, you said that, but what did you mean by that? Another note here. Last but not least, we need to encourage ourselves as well as encouraging one another, since this is a big part of teamwork. Absolutely, as well as in always having our Bibles with us as well as a pad of paper and pen or pencil in order to take and make many notes, as many notes as, as you need to, as needed, which will enable you to retain and remember important points. Very key. I write all the time. I make notes. I write things all the time. I've been writing for years. Uh, anyhow, final note. We are co-laborers. We're co-laborers. One who labors, what does it mean to be a co-laborer? One who labors with another, an associate in laboring in the work of the Lord. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 3, 9. What does Paul say here? For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God, your God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. Now he's talking about co-laboring with those he was working with. In, God, in the church. In the church. Absolutely. Because we want to build, we want to edify the believers. Newer believers, new believers, even older believers have never really grown uh, into the fullness of their sonship, different things like that. We need to help them. That's very important that we do that. So anyhow, I want to thank you for your time. And as I always finish my, my teaching videos, I always encourage you to walk, uh, to walk in the fullness of your sonship in learning how to walk in the fullness of the grace of God and of the, uh, the grace of God and the faith of God because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. Shalom and Amen.